It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. massive kevin smith fans or at least from from me massive early kevin smith fan i feel like you're you cover way more of the uh yeah you're way more accepting Uh, of all of it but (laughs) (laughs) number one look at us you could definitely you knew we were like yeah if if somebody gets one glimpse at either of us they're like i bet they like yeah i'm currently wearing a shirt that just has every paulie shore movie on it so it's not to say that i have a great palette of taste (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but yeah hey, no i mean good man i just think kevin smith kevin smith lost his way a little bit i think so i would definitely agree but um clerks three looks promising good, man it's looking good so <laughs> like, i started watching kevin smith stuff way before i should have same as I'm, I'm i'm sure most people did as being a little bit younger i think i saw the first uh, Kevin Smith movie I had seen was probably either Dogma or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Do you want to hear? I'll wait for you to tell your story and then I will tell you because my story is even more ridiculous how I discovered okay. Kevin Smith. <laughs> All right. Um, I think uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back had been on HBO On Demand uh, back in the day. I think this this was definitely like 2002, 2003. So I watched it. Uh, when I really wasn't supposed to, as most of us did as kids. And I was like, this is really like, this is right up my alley. This, this is right up my alley of humor. And then I went back and, and watched kind of everything. I was obsessed with the Jay and Silent Bob of it all. Like I was the perfect age for that, the the weed, dick, and fart jokes humor. And that's all I wanted. So like 
Chasing Amy at the time was definitely my least favorite Kevin Smith movie because Jay and Silent Bob are only in it for like 10 minutes. So I I really didn't like that movie because of who I was at the time. I was a 10-year-old kid and all I wanted to see was Jay and Silent Bob making dick and fart jokes basically and i thought it was fucking hysterical so i i would go back and i would watch them and so much so that in 2006 when clerks 2 came out i actually convinced my dad to take me and my friend jake to the theaters to see it and i was like this is back in the MySpace days where I don't know if you remember this, but they were running like this promo thing where if you made your top eight, the, the, the guys from clerks, like if you made them Dante, Randall, Becky, Elias, all the ones from clerks too, they put you your name in the credits for clerks too. So my name's in the credits for clerks too. Cause nice. I was, I was like, for lack of a better term, balls deep in the viewist universe. <laughs> like I was super fucking hype for Clerks 2. Like I can't believe I'm going to get to see one of these movies in theaters because I think all of us who were fans thought he was done. Like he said he was done after Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. And if you go back and watch it, I think Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back are a great is 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 a great way to wrap things up, even if it is the worst of the viewers universe movies, which I personally well, feel well up until he did the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which that just count. came charging <laughs> in and was like, that let me count. take that title right out from underneath <laughs> you. That doesn't count. But we'll get to why I think that doesn't work in a little bit. But I, I think it was. It's something that it's it's another thing that weirdly makes my heart warm, much like watching the the uh, South Park 25th anniversary where this like this very vulgar you you wouldn't necessarily call it heartfelt thing that makes I don't know, just makes me feel warm inside. And there's something about the, that view is universe, that universe that Kevin Smith had created that made me feel warm inside now. After Clerks 2, he did... Well, after Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, he did Jersey Girl. I don't mind Jersey Girl. It's so funny if you go back and watch like some of the Q&As, how much he rips on Jersey Girl. And Jesus, if only he knew where he was heading next. Yeah. Because like Jersey Girl's not bad. It's no. not good. No, but it's actually... It's a, it's a heartwarming movie. It's a well-made yeah. movie. I would say that the trouble for me really kicks in at cop out i could agree like cop out which he didn't write so i can't give him too much grief there but like that felt like the beginning of the end because i didn't like red state i hate it tusk what i never bothered watching yoga hosers because i was told i didn't need to see it and then yeah. I finally went back into the theaters to see a Kevin Smith movie, and it was Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And I was like, oh, God. Yikes. Um, oh, so, man. So I'm he's so been, bummed with you right now. So the, the last 10 years have been real rough being a Kevin Smith fan um, in my eyes. But let me, let me clarify. Red State is fine. It's just okay. fine. I never want to watch it. It's got that great speech. There's that amazing speech in the middle of the movie that's like, like 20 minutes yeah. long. <laughs> like that seems, that seems great. But like I think the problem with most of the Kevin Smith horror films in my eyes yeah. is that it was always promoted incorrectly. 
Like, okay. Red how State so? was promoted as like Kevin Smith does a slasher movie. That's how it was pitched to me. And like right. a lot of news articles were like, it's the Kevin Smith slasher movie. And I'm sitting there as a dude who fucking loves Scream and loves Kevin yeah. Smith's dialogue. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, he is the perfect person to write like a good yeah. 90s meta slasher. See, I would I think, not classify that movie as a slasher movie it's not, in the slightest. It's not. And I like, think, and same thing with Tusk. Like the promise of what Tusk was as a listener of Smodcast was like this laugh a minute takedown of torture porn. See, I don't and, think so. And like human centipede. And then you sit down and watch the movie, and it's like, God, this is trying so hard to take itself seriously that it's actually like really fucking up the enjoyment of this because it's too it's too horrifying to actually be funny but it's not interesting enough to justify the the runtime of the movie and i don't know like look we as creative i think this might be the first thing that you and i are like i like i'm i'm willing to go i'm willing to die on look i think i remember i remember reviewing it for an early early horror movie night episode it was like one of the first 20 movies we ever yeah. did on that show and my thing was like the worst decision that kevin smith could possibly do in my eyes after i sat through a movie that i thought was poorly made poorly written poorly acted what? yeah is to then instead of closing credits music I think we're done <laughs> instead of closing credits music he has us listen to the actual pitch of what this movie was from the original smodcast recording and every single thing that they are saying is so much more entertaining than anything that i sat down and watched at that point it was like reminding me how on board i was for tusk when i was listening to the podcast so think, and how i think disappointed i was is like what they were saying they were laughing at everything that they said happened in the movie. Yeah. The thing is, is as they were saying it, they were dying laughing because they knew how absurd the fucking concept was that they had created. And I think I, I, I totally get what you're saying with yeah. the tone of the movie. I, I totally understand. I think the movie has a tone issue. And I, and I think as someone who's watched two of the three human centipede movies, it's too much like a human centipede movie. It's too much like it. It's it's like I'm just like this is uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable watching it the same way the I'm point. uncomfortable watching those movies. But I don't want to be uncomfortable. Like I don't want <laughs> I, know, but I, don't I don't go to my Kevin Smith to be uncomfortable. I go to my <laughs> Kevin Smith for the ha-has. <laughs> like, all right. So, so let me like, tell you my quick Kevin Smith origin story. God damn it, I'm not done yet. Go. Sorry. All go. Right, so my Kevin Smith origin story, technically it probably started in the late 90s seeing the trailer for Clerks on like countless VHS tapes from Miramax. Yeah. Um, but the true origin story begins on May 31st, 2000, when I was yeah. one of maybe 100 people that happened to watch the premiere of the Clerks animated series. God, so funny. And I was like, oh my God, this is hysterical. So then I watched the second episode of the Clerks animated series. And then I wondered where my Clerks animated series went because it never yeah. aired again after that. And I was hanging out with a friend and I was like, look, we should rent this movie Clerks because the cartoon series seemed really funny. And that was our reasoning. So we rent Clerks and... I do a sleepover at his house and we watch it and we're like, holy shit, that was amazing. And we watched it 
seven times during the like five days that we had this rental right so then we're like what more can we learn about this guy and that's when we find out about the viewisk universe because he had seen dogma recently and he was like i'm pretty sure jay and silent Silent bob are also in dogma and i'm like maybe they're in all of his movies so we're like on imdb and we're reading the different information and we're like there's two other movies so we like literally have our friend Tom come over and we go and we rent all four movies and we sit okay. down and we watch clerks, mall rats chasing Amy and dogma all in one night. We Great become night. fucking obsessed with these movies. This is the whole summer leading up to our freshman year of, co- uh, of high school. And we're just Fantastic. like, this is us. This is our yep. personality. We are the Kevin Smith guys. Dude, that was me yeah. too. And yeah. then Jay and Silent Bob comes out and we're like, we owe it to ourselves to see this movie in theaters. Yeah. So we had Jesse's mom buy us the tickets. We're like, go and buy three tickets for Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Very rarely have I seen this, but they had a personal ticket taker at the entrance to the movie. Oh, fuck. And he rips my ticket. I go in and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And then all of a sudden, Tom pops his head and he's like, hey, Matt, can you come out here real quick? (laughs) And I walk out and the guy ripping the tickets just goes, oh, now he is not your dad. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, what? Like, I have no clue what's going on. And they're like, I'm sorry, you can't go to this movie. They wouldn't give us a refund, mind you. But they they just kicked all three of us out. I could have yeah. seen the movie. They ripped my experience out from seeing it in theaters. Yeah. So Jersey Girl was my first Kevin Smith in theaters experience. And then by Clerks 2 in Zack and Mary time, I was 18 and it didn't yeah. matter. But I was like, what the fuck? Like, we were 16. It wasn't like we were like 12-year-olds yeah. trying to sneak into Jay and Silent Bob's back. Yeah. Like, it was just such an absurd moment. But Which yeah. is so funny because like... In the grand scheme of things, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is tamer than some of the other viewers. One hundred percent, it's more movies. of a. Cartoon. I mean, Clerks has Clerks literally has a full frontal vaginal shot. Granted, it's on a magazine. It's on a but magazine, like, but but it's, see, it's literally front and center. I here's the thing, like. This is the other thing that sounds so weird when I say how much I do not like the films like Tusk and Red State. Is like, I loved everything with Kevin Smith up until this point. Like, I loved Jersey Girl. I loved Zack and Mary. I really went to bat for Scream 3 longer than I should have just because Silent Bob was in it. (laughs) Like, I loved Vulgar. I even loved, like... Like catch and release, like those like movies I that fucking loved catch yeah, and release. Catch dude. and release, like anything that, that he was rules. in, like Live Free, Die Hard. I was like, hell yeah, one of the best yeah, Die dude. Hard movies. Also, I, shout out Timothy Oliphant yeah, being I, in both of those and killing it. I was such a dedicated Kevin Smith fan. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, from Cop Out on, I've been like. And it sucks because I still like Kevin Smith, the guy. Every time that I see him talk on anything, I get excited. I'm like, yes. Yeah. But like something got lost along the way. And I'll tell you what my theory is. 
I'll tell okay. you my actual. Theory. I want to hear. Well, it's, it's so funny because like all, everything you're saying, I'm like, yup, yup. Yeah, we're on the yup. same and track. And then I stopped, and you're like, and then I stopped, and I'm like, eh, I haven't stopped. I mean, there are things I don't like, but I, I, I went I mean, to the Red State tour, and I loved Red State. I really enjoyed. I enjoyed Tusk a lot. I, I didn't oh, there are like people Yoga who love Hosers. It. I, I, and Yoga Hosers is the only Kevin Smith movie I still have never watched. I mean, I guess Don't. technically Kilroy was here, but like, no one can watch that unless they bought the NFT of it. Which like, yeah. Fuck so that like, shit. I didn't see. I, I, I didn't like Yoga Hosers. I was told by Sh- our our uh, mutual friend Sean Ward that he really liked it. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And I didn't at all. But I really did like Tusk. I really I really loved Tusk. Yeah, and I've given Tusk like three tries. Like That's I want so to insane love to me Tusk. Because I would be like, dude, you have to see fucking Tusk. Yeah. I, like knowing you, I would walk up to you and be like, bro, Matt Kelly, you need to watch Tusk. So what's your theory? What is your theory of how, like what happened do you think that has like turned you from the Kevin Smith? I know you said it started a cop out, but you said you had a theory. So I think that deep down, yeah, I'm. I se- never liked Kevin Smith. <laughs> no, actually, that's kind of where I'm going. No, I think that deep down, I think that deep down, I'm more of a Scott Mosier fan than a Kevin Smith fan because I think. So that you need when to watch that Freebirds movie. Yeah, I liked Freebirds. <laughs> I never saw it. I know he did the Grinch. He did the Grinch he did. movie he that did we do liked. That one. But yeah. I think when Scott Mosier walked away and stopped being his producer and like closest collaborator, I think we underappreciated how much Scott Mosier could rein in and get I Kevin to focus. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Kevin has no net. And all yes men right now. Yeah. And I think he I needs a Scott Mosier to be like, no, man, that's ridiculous. Like, that's like too much. And I think that, I think, like, we do see that in, in Reboot. And I will never go to bat for Reboot. I will say Reboot has its moments. We've I feel like we've talked about it on the show before for yeah. some reason. That Like, it's bringing up uh, memories. Uh, the Ben Affleck scene's great. I already told you I fucking love like when Kevin Smith starts rip it, riffing uh, to the KKK guys when he's trying to distract. Yeah, them. no, I don't know what that is, but he's like, yes, all right. Well, like here's my problem. Here's my problem that I've had with reboot is honestly yeah. that there's this awkwardness with I can't separate. Harley Quinn Smith from being Kevin Smith's daughter in Kevin yeah. Smith properties. So when he's agree. writing dialogue, like what he's writing for her to say as You're Jay's like, daughter, <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. Like it's licorice pizza level uncomfortable to me. Dude, oh my God, yeah. don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean, I did that intentionally because Oh I'm no, I know you did. But, I know you did. But yeah, no, I'm looking right here and Zach and Mary Make a Porno was the last thing Scott that Mosher, Scott yeah. Mosier produced for Kevin Smith. I w- okay, so I definitely agree with you that like Kevin Smith needs he needs the reins. Like he needs somebody to kind of reel him in, bro. Like yes, you do have your best ideas when you're stoned, but you also need like someone to draw a circle around these ideas <laughs> and be like, let's keep them in this contained <laughs> yeah. world. Now, I 
it's so funny because let's go to another director that constantly puts the people in his life in movies. And we're going to talk Rob Zombie real quick. I personally think Sherry Moon Zombie is a good actress. Agreed. I really do. I really do. I think. I think if you watch Lord of Salem, it's so against what her normal type is. It shows that she has genuine range. 100%. And I would argue that the uh, baby in House of a Thousand Corpses is a totally different baby than Devil's Reject. Yeah. And I think it's like it's it's a result of other things happening to that family. Three from Hell doesn't exist. We don't talk about it. Um, But like Sherry Moon Zombie to me is a genuinely good actress. As someone who has only seen Harley Quinn in Kevin Smith properties, save for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that she wasn't in a lot of. She's not coming off as a good actress. No, and here's like, the thing. She's kind of not good at all. No, I'm going to push back on that because okay. I agreed with you yeah. until, what was the name of that show? She was the lead in a TV show last year that had nothing to do with Kevin Smith, okay. and she was fantastic on it. And I would um, lo- like, seriously, this is not Dylan going, I need to check that out. I yeah. want st- really want to check that out. I want to see. the name of that show? Cruel yeah. Summer. Cruel Summer. Show okay, called I've Cruel actually Summer. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a one. Well, I mean, they, they renewed it for a second season, but it here's the setup for it. Is okay. that it follows two teenage girls in the 1990s. Okay. And it jumps between three different time periods. And it's basically one of the girls gets kidnapped. All right. And in episode one, you see these three different time periods. One is dorky girl and popular girl, and they are like mutual friends at best. Second time period is popular girl is missing. Dorky girl starts to become popular girl in place of missing girl. Oh, shit. And then version three is... Dorky girl is on trial because when they found popular girl, she was like, so-and-so saw me and told nobody and left me there. Oh, and dorky girl is like, I never saw you. And it's okay. Don't tell me anything else. That's That's all (laughs) in the first episode. That's the setup of the first episode. And then for 10 episodes, it just keeps bouncing between all these different time periods. I am fucking as you're trying to like piece together. But through all of that, Harley Quinn Smith plays like the best friend of the dorky girl. So she's like in every scene and she's like probably like the key person of seeing all of these different sides of the main character. So like she has a lot of weight on her shoulders as an actress and she crushes it on this show. Also, it's got some of the coolest like chilled lo-fi covers of like favorite songs from the nineties. So like there's like a really like laid back, just like ambient music with a female vocalist singing today by smashing pumpkins over top of it like cover it's great you'll love it um but kevin uh, kevin oh my god (laughs) 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 i'm honored (laughs) dylan it is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made so we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! 
We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. To entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. I have to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. We are 22 minutes in this episode and our <laughs> listeners are probably like, when are they going to talk about Christmas? <laughs> so, so like that's, that's, and, and actually what I'm about to say is actually a really good transition to what we're talking okay, okay, about. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um, I think at, at the point now, Kevin Smith is, we always knew he was dialogue heavy. Like we that that's the thing is like like his quippy dialogue is that's what kind of brought us in, and now it's it's almost too much and it's like a transferring like oh this was funny on the podcast let's say this in the movie it'll get a huge pop, and it doesn't like it falls flat nine times out of ten, and I think what you were saying earlier it's a result of not having somebody to rein you in, which brings me to. The Clerks Holiday Special. Yeah. <laughs> well, so <laughs> let me let me mention this one little thing. Yes, go for it. So Kevin Smith gets his foot in the door writing comics, and he writes a run yeah. of Daredevil that people really seem to enjoy. It's good. His it's run really of Daredevil is really good. Yeah. I remember when I got back into reading comics, he just did a run of Batman. That one's really weird. And I remember walking into the comic book shop, and obviously we're in a comic book shop. It is the mid-2000s. Kevin Smith is infallible at this point in all yeah. of our eyes. Smodcast is like just dropped at this point. So we're like so setting a time period. Good. Those first few episodes Dude, of Smodcast are classic. So it's like 2006, 2007 time period approximately. Yeah. And, you know... He, if you're in this comic book shop, which I'm so sad it's gone, but like at the time when you were in this comic book shop, like you would go in there, you'd be in there for three hours, and you'd be like living out clerks essentially. Like you would just be talking shit about the customers as soon as they left. Yeah. Uh, and then there'd be like your core group of like the owner and like the five regulars that he liked that was just like talking shop for hours. And like after hours, we would like close up the shop and play poker inside the comic book shop, or like sometimes we would record a podcast or whatever. When that Batman comment came out, I remember his one comment, and it hit me. I had never thought about it like this. 
but he was like, Kevin Smith le- needs to learn to not be Kevin Smith with every fucking property that he does. He goes, because yeah. Joker has no business making Merkin references in a Batman comic 100%. just because Kevin Smith yep. is the writer. Exactly. And like when he said that, it was like, because I was still in super ba- boy, like super fan. It's like, boy, yeah. no, it's, it's funny. It's Kevin Smith doing his thing. But like in retrospect, I'm like, he's absolutely fucking right. Like that has yeah. no, that is not you writing a Batman comic. It's you being like, I'm Kevin Smith. And if I was going to make a Batman comic, this is what I fucking do. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, so it's like basically let's use something that's, that's more relevant to now. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, and the multiverse of madness being directed by Sam Raimi. You can tell that movie's directed by Sam Raimi. You don't have a bunch of people walking around saying groovy constantly. Yes. Like, like that's the big difference is like, you can tell with his style. Um, it's not because like, look at me, I'm Sam Raimi. I would agree. Those two Batman books. He, so he wrote cacophony and widening Geyer. Um, the artwork is phenomenal, and the artwork's by Walt Flanagan. Yeah, and I actually got like I got him to do some sketches in my books when I went out to Red Bank, so that was awesome. So I don't want to take anything away from that. Those Batman comics are fucking weird. Yeah, and so are so are these Clerks comics. Now, the first time I read these, again, this was prime. Like this is like high school Dylan. This shit is hysterical. Are you fucking kidding me? Like this is great. Fantastic. Reading this now, I think it's like I read the first couple pages before I like got fully into it and we had a we had a discussion on like the weird dialogue that's like like what the fuck? Like in the beginning it gets actually like there's like a really racist comment being made. There's there's a like racist the, comment. There's, there's homophobic remarks. There's a lot of it. there's a lot of hard Fs and hard Rs in this. Because yeah. at one point I when I first got the book I was like oh maybe we'll like do a reading of it and I got to like the second page I was like well I don't feel comfortable reading half of this dialogue yeah. so I guess we're just gonna discuss this comic. Don't get me wrong. There are some moments in this comic that had me die. No, it's like, it's like- funny. It's look, it is exactly what like if they had done this as a clerk's animated Christmas special or something. And that's what it is. It would have worked, but it still would have been like a couple the difference is like what kind of makes the clerk's animated series work so beautifully in a weird way is that they were hindered by a abc yep. family's guidelines yeah. you know what it i mean like sweet yeah those, like those those episodes were sweet like, yeah they were they felt kind they never felt mean yeah and that's the thing this feels mean at times so mean, it feels dude, so mean so and mean. i have never as an i wouldn't say i'm an avid comic book reader but as a man who dips in and out of like having two to three year affairs with reading comic yeah. books i have never seen so many words just smashed onto pages in my yeah. entire life it is it is they could have just done this as a novel <laughs> like, yeah and that's even brought up in the in the actual comic the walt flanagan's character uh actually brings that up like i can't i can't focus on this there's dialogue throughout the entire page yeah. he says to steve dave which steve dave does pop up in different things but he was never racist before no. and, and in this one he's like he's like they should have never ended de- or they should have never desegregated this place and i'm like what the fuck Look, yeah what is happening yeah to like, these characters because steve dave steve dave used to kind of be like kevin smith's version of comic book guy from the sense yeah. 
lessons. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, like you were right. Like it was more the elitism of Steve Dave. Like I've definitely have used this joke on here. And if I haven't, I've used it in a million other things. Yeah. But one of the jokes in the comic book shop that I used to hang out in was what's one thing every comic book fan wants to know one more thing than the rest of the people in the comic book yep. shop. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and that was yep. like Steve Dave to a T like that guy who like was so knowledgeable about this shit that he was like an entitled douchebag. Yeah. Now in 2022, we do know that there is a little bit of a line that can be drawn between those types of people <laughs> and really bad homophobic, racist, sexist exactly. human beings. Just, but it's very, that it's was a very not, thin line. <laughs> but that was not the Steve Dave character at the time that these books were being written. No, not like, at all. Like, not at all. It, the, so that was like really eye-opening. Um to this isn't going to be we're not going to break this thing down step by step but basically the clerk's holiday special it opens up with steve dave and i think i think he's just referred to as fanboy throughout the entire yeah. uh well because i think the character in Mallrats was listed as like walt the fanboy or something yeah like walt that. the fanboy um so steve dave and fanboy are at the comic book shop and walt's wrapping a gift for uh steve dave's mother um, and it's basically leftover comic book trading cards that didn't sell. Um, again, focusing on the fact that Steve Dave is a douche. So they're wrapping these things <clears throat> and they run out of tape. So they're like, we got to go to the store. Well, what store's open? And we, we go right to uh, the quick stop and... For those of you who are familiar with Clerks, and for those of you who are familiar with Clerks, the animated series, these are definitely the Clerks animated series characters. Like, they are, these are two different things. There's two different versions of Dante. There's two different versions of Randall. They are not the same thing, which is always so weird because if you watch the Clerks, like, Blu-ray or the 10th anniversary DVD, and you try to watch it with the animated Lost scene, these characters, like, are completely different depending on when it's animated well, versus... Well, here's the weird thing, though. Unless I'm, yeah. unless I'm getting this wrong... Yeah. The the copyright on this comic says 1998. Yeah. So like, but it I'm what I'm saying the is the comic book or the the series. But you are right; these feel like the animated series. Exactly. Characters. It's just how they are. Like Dante yeah. in Dante in the actual like physical realm <laughs> in live action is to me very content. Calm, like I mean, he's the straight man out of the two, right? Whereas I feel like in the animated series, is Dante can get can get pretty wacky. Like I don't think Dante in live action is going to go for Randall's candy cane trick. No, like, I don't. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I would almost say that Dante in in live action form can be kind of whiny. Yeah. He can yeah. he can just Definitely. be like he's like an Eeyore walking around with like yeah. a cloud over his head. Whereas like there's an element of that in the animated version, but like there's almost an aspect of Dante in the Clerks cartoon series tends to have this kind of attitude of like Yeah, I need I'm doing things to try to find 
my own joy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's going to coach a little league team or he's, you know, like <laughs> so good. He'll do whatever. Um, but yeah, so the, these are definitely those counterparts and it's just, do you feel like to a certain extent, there's also too much fan service in this book? Like, oh, yeah. like, you know, the Walt just, Flanagan's dog comment. The Walt Flanagan's beginning. dog. Yeah. Or, or even just the, like, like it's like, oh, there's that one scene in Clerks where he's ordering porno. Like, let's make sure yep. that like Randall's yep. just obsessed with porno now, yep. and that's all he wants to stop. And the, in the, video the guys store. holding yappy scrappy uh, hero pup, yeah, hero just, pup food and everything, and we don't order yappy scrappy. We had a thing that happened. Yeah, you get it? Because you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, eh, eh. It's just a little too much. It is. So the overall plot is they're going to get tape. And basically, that's just our way to get over to the store. And there's two, like, main things happening here. Dante's convinced by a gay priest to, like... Do good. go To do good, basically. Like, the, the priest had just come from the hospital. He was playing games with the kids who aren't going to be able to go home for Christmas. They're going to be stuck in the hospital. And Dante takes that as, instead of doing that, he's like, I'm going to go do good. I'm gonna go see Caitlin, which was it's it, which again reminded me of how obsessed Dante was with Caitlin in the animated series. Oh yeah, like he, oh the last episode obsessed. is all about Caitlin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was definitely obsessed with her in the in the movie, but like and Team Veronica always have been. Yeah, um, but in the cartoon, every single episode like feels like it goes back to that Caitlin Bree thing. So he's gonna go see Caitlin in the mental hospital. Because she's there for having sex with a dead man. God, this stuff doesn't make any sense if nope. you've never nope. seen this movie. That's movies. all right. But well, well, there's one other. Th- so yes, he's going to he's going to visit Caitlin. Yes. Randall is trying to figure out this mysterious third door that he never knew existed between yes. RST Santa- video because Santa Claus wanted to rent some some little some person little porn. porn. Um, But then also, Dante is trying to cash in on a 20-year bet that Randall said when he was a kid that he would always rock his Motley Crue jacket. So those are our, like, I just started learning all these terms. This is so fucking bonkers. (laughs) But, but like, we'll say that Randall and the Santa Claus thing is the A plot, Dante and Caitlin Bree is the B plot, and then the Motley Crue jacket is the running gag throughout the rest of the, the runner throughout the rest of this story, that it's going to keep popping up dialogue-wise, and it will be part of the payoff, but it's not like a plot plot. Um, But yeah, so we bounce around, Randall's, you kind of implied this, but Randall tells Dante (laughs) that he should... Stick a candy cane in Caitlyn. It's. Like, I'm laughing because of how absurd this is. That this is basically if you were like Rob Zombie, which wow, that's the second time he's come up. Yeah. Rob Zombie, go direct a segment of Clerks where Dante goes and visits Caitlyn Bray because that's what this was. It's insane. This was the beginning of the Halloween remake, or this was the midpoint of the Halloween remake. Yeah, it's like it's that's one hundred percent what this was. It was yeah. absolutely insane. And the and least it, that we say about it, the better. So we'll just yes. essentially say that Caitlyn goes from a catatonic state to being very much awake. 
when yes. Dante tries this candy cane trick. Yes, and um, violates her. And that's like, kind of the end of that story for the most part. Fuck. Which is why I put it as the B story, because most of this comic is actually Randall palling around with Santa Claus learning about <laughs> how... This kind of had a little bit to do with Big Mouth. I kept thinking of Big yeah, Mouth while reading yep, this. Yep. But he's like, look, the elves are better. I can keep the elves in line if they've got their porn. That's why I need those tapes right away. Yep. And that's when he also finds out that Jay and Silent Bob have taken a winter job uh, helping out in the North Pole using a machine that will make any wish that you ever have come true. And I'm trying to remember what... Randall actually uses the wish for because I imagined it was going to be it was the Motley Crue jacket but Jay traded him a blunt and a what was it what are those things the weebles he traded him a weeble and a blunt for the Motley Crue jacket because the last panel is him walking away with With the Motley Motley Crue Crue jacket jacket. okay I thought he was making a Motley Crue jacket yes and then I remember Jay had it and I'm like wait what the fuck is happening so what had happened was so basically Jay and Silent Bob are in charge of making the toys that can't be made by hand like they're they're they type in the name of the whatever and it can kind of go back in time and bring the things forward now if people are looking for it. So Randall gets a hold of it and types in a Weeble. And, and he's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen these things in years. So basically, Randall pays Jay $20 and is like, can I put one more thing in there? And then we cut to the morning. And um, basically, Randall has an interaction with Jay. And Jay's talking to him and then tosses him something. And is like, call this a fair trade. I toss that blunt in there to make it more equal. And then you see, like, Jay walk away with the Molly Crew jacket. And he says, this jacket's going to get us so much pussy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, there's... My thing is, is back in the day... I would read this every holiday season. Like yeah. like I would when I was oh, no. when this I was will... when I was in high school, I would read this every holiday season. I will promptly bag and board this and then never think about this again. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. is what's going to happen with this. As a matter of fact, how much did you pay for that? Cuz I will Probably buy like that. $7. I will buy that from you. I will pay you the $7 if you don't want it. Because I, I do. I, all I have, the I only thought copy you bought I have like already, a, a condendum well, of everything. No, I, well, I bought that back in the day. I don't have, because I, what I would do with that, do you know what I would do with that, right? I would frame it and like put it up. Oh, of course you would. On, on all right. Wall. Let yeah. me think about that. Because you know Maybe I love I Christmas and I love clerks. So <laughs> I'm 100% for it. But like, I mean, it is there's, a good cover. It's a very it's such good a good cover. cover. It's such a great cover. Um, I have the Tales from the Clerks that has all. Every comic Kevin Smith did involving the original Viewers Universe characters. He put it out right before Clerks 2 came out. Um, I think this comic, there's such a, there's like a juxtaposition of the vulgar and absurdity. And like, there's a weird warmness as well. Like you were saying that most of the book is just Randall fucking around with Santa yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, I would de- – if you were to describe that to me, like, Randall Graves is just hanging out with Santa for 20 minutes. For it. I'm in. Like, let's do it. Like, yeah. I would definitely want to see that. That being said, I feel like this would have been better if it was more of Santa being the straight man to Randall's absurdity. Yeah. Well, no, here's – and this, I guess, goes back to the problem. 
every fucking character in this comic is Kevin Smith. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, every yeah. character, like none of them. He somewhere along the line, Kevin Smith forgot how to write a straight man into a story. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Like they're all they're all so elevated. It's like you need that element though. You need the everyman that's yes. not the wacky one that can like keep the shit on the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm hoping. Are you crossed, ho ho hoping? I'm ho ho hoping. <laughs> fingers crossed. As the reason we're doing this is Kevin Smith just started his Clerks Three tour. Yeah. As as you're listening to this. Um, I'm seeing it on September 10th. I bought VIP because I definitely I've never met I've never met the man. I've always wanted to. Um, I'm really, 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 really hoping that somebody on that set like did try to rein him in. Yeah, I think him hanging out more with Mark Bernardin hopefully has reined him in because Mark Bernardin. I don't know if you've ever listened to the Fat Man on Batman podcast. No. Or Fat Man Beyond now is what it's called. But he is very much that the idea guy, but the ideas make sense. And constantly Kevin's like, you need to just write this down. Don't talk to me about it. Um, he, do- he does work with uh, in Hollywood. He has written a bunch of comics. I'm hoping that somebody like that has kind of like reined him in because I, I'm, as you said before cautiously optimistic about clerks three i'm really fucking excited i thought the trailer was awesome like it it made me tear up it was like i'm seeing my old friends again which isn't what i felt when i watched the trailer for jay and silent bob reboot because dare i say reboot was a reboot of the worst movie in the original franchise so like (laughs) you're rebooting what is already the the worst movie in the franchise so i'm hoping with clerks 3 that we do we get back to clerks 2 there were absurd moments but i feel like becky was a grounded character yep like dante was much more grounded than he was in 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 any of the animated stuff i would say he's almost Dante's whininess definitely comes out towards the end, but I feel like for most of the movie, he is kind of a grounded character. For the love of God, I just want Clerks 3 to be set in reality, yeah. like real life, where well, I feel like Reboot was not. Well, and that's the other thing is that there's this... I think the biggest problem in Kevin Smith's career was that Zack and Mary did bad. Because yeah. Zack and Mary was such a perfect example of how Kevin could walk out of the universe and still yep. make Kevin Smith mm-hmm. movies. But because it was such a like financial bomb based on projections of like, oh, this is Kevin Smith with Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks and Craig Robinson. Like these are all some of the biggest names in Hollywood right now. Like this is going to be yeah. a smash. And then like people didn't go for it. And that's their loss because it's a really good movie. And I would have loved to see a lot more of that over the last 10 years is, is like you were, and that I guess at the end of the day, that's what makes me not like the horror films of Kevin Smith is that like, there are elements of what makes me love Kevin Smith. But when Kevin Smith is at his best, it's writing human characters in real life situations with believable dialogue that when you're watching it, you feel like you're amongst your own friends 
or what you hoped your friends would be like when you were a yeah. kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he captures that type of vibe so beautifully and then just spent 10 years actively avoiding that at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and my favorite Kevin Smith movies end with heartwarming moments where people are just showing how much they love each other. 100%. Mall, rat, mall rats. Clerks 2 does it. I, I Clerks 2 might have his best ending, honestly. The, like that transition from Alanis Morissette, they're rebuilding the quick stop right into Soul Asylum's Misery. Yeah. Like tear up every time. Zach and Mary make a porno. I love that part where like he's carrying Elizabeth Banks and they walk in on Jason Muse still being naked. They're like, oh, wrong door. And yeah. like, and you know that they're just going to be together. Like, yeah. I love that. Honestly, he is a good writer. I just, there's just, he needs, it's, it's exactly what you said. Yeah. He needs somebody next to him to be like, okay, it was funny up until this, this is the part where we need to cut, cut. Yeah. Okay, because it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Let's move on to the next bit. One hundred percent. Well, Dylan. Yeah, I I'll I'll read this every holiday and 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 from here on out again. And I would I would I wouldn't not recommend this. I would actually recommend if you are a but fan. You just gotta of give him a fair Smith, warning to someone. Yes. Don't don't spring this on them. No 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 no. <laughs> Do, this is not. If you've never heard of Kevin Smith, this is not the thing that I'm saying. Hey, this <laughs> don't start is the on the first here. thing you should experience. But if you are a Kevin Smith fan, if you've never read it, I would say it's worth reading. Just be forewarned that it's fucking bonkers. Um, I would definitely understand why you hated it. And just be prepared for some really outdated things that, for some reason, we viewed were okay years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, so, yeah. Snoochie boochies, Dylan. Snooch the nooch, Matt. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's. Happy holiday, have a great, great, great holiday, have a merry, 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 happy holiday. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The it- Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the, That's, the That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.